Hey everyone, it's Ruby. Back again after a break. I didn't know I was going to do one, so it happened. Um, quite a last couple weeks. Um, I just figured I'd go over what I did for the holidays, like Christmas and stuff, leading up to the new year. Because right now I'm recording at like 5 in the morning. And I kind of feel sick. Ugh. So I basically just chilled out for most of the holidays um the last like kind of couple weeks I've just been trying to do my best to catch up on any kind of art activities and free time but I think all I could really do as of now is draw and not even brainstorm that much on certain projects. Meanwhile, like wa watching Walking Dead for the most part, I'm on like season five now. And I've been heavily enjoying that. Just because I need a... Um, kind of long haul show. Just to watch for... A couple of weeks. Something that's long lasting. But my problem is, is that like I keep... Falling asleep. And then I'm fucking up the story. Because I think I'm on the right part. And I just automatically play it. So as of now, like I've just been like rewinding certain scenes and episodes and sometimes even watching it Tarantino style and rewinding to certain parts just to make sure the story is going smooth and get a better context of like what's happening. But outside of that, I'm trying to like think about what other things I did. Let's see. Um, the Christmas party was like pretty good, or I I wouldn't even say that. Like on Christmas Eve, I um pretty much just like chilled. It didn't even feel like Christmas, to be honest with you. I, I remember just, like, watching a few movies and some TV shows and thinking it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I was debating on doing an episode, but I think my body just didn't feel like doing it and maybe said, like, right, let's try to relax, Ruby, and we can, we can miss a week or so just because... Even though you've been really consistent with um, the podcast and you just want to keep the episodes up, you can take a break now and then and not have to go weeks at a time without missing it, you know, like I've done before, if you're a long-time listener. Um, so I, I took that break, and I thought about how Christmas has changed a lot for me. There have been a few times where Christmas has been like really joyful and like reminds me of childhood where I really just enjoyed my time and had that Christmas spirit. And then there were some times like I, I couldn't believe like I was part of this family because there was so much chaos and so much stress over the presents. But luckily like this year was a okay Christmas. I didn't have the heavy Christmas spirit when I 
did it when it was like Christmas Day. I I still woke up like I always did, like at five a.m. as a kid with a little help from THC, <laughs> a little cannabis gummy. Um, but I still was able to really just like get up and enjoy the day, get like a coffee. I remember trying to order a DoorDash or like an Uber Eats for donuts for my family. And it submitted. And my driver went up to like pick up the dun- like the donkeys, like some Dunkin' Donuts. And the fucking thing was closed. So I don't know why like it showed up on DoorDash saying like it was open and like it submitted and then um my my dasher like my driver was like kind enough to at least let me know that it was closed and then they canceled the transaction and probably just drove off somewhere else so i got my money refunded it just takes a bit and then uh, what else so back to the day itself on Christmas, like I went over my family's place, um, my aunt's, my nana's place, and it just like it it kind of felt like boring and a, a little mediocre. Like my aunt, a few of my aunts were there, some of them were not there. Um, I was hoping to see my cousin, but he wasn't there. He said he was sick. Um, and so it was like my family and then my two other aunts from, that have kids in the family along with, um, the aunts and my nana that already live at this place hosting. So like I food, caught up with some wine, a few things. Played a board game or so. It it didn't feel like a a really good Christmas that I would like heavily remember, but it wasn't chaotic at least, so I I was happy with that. Um, but by the time like the twenty sixth rolled around, I was able to get like a break. Um, I think I just like watched Walking Dead and like. And they caught up with, like, my finances for that week. Um, And did, like, a few things there and there. And then, like, for the most part with this week, um, my kids are, were on, um, winter break so I had to like bust my ass into getting work into work really really early like the summer schedule and my program so I had to really get used to that I had to take a few rides from my mom just because like the buses in my town have an odd schedule where it either gets me way too early and I'm waiting outside my job or I'm way too late so I just did my best with what could be offered at a cheap price or with my mom's help or any kind of family and made it doable. But I literally had to drink coffee, I think, every day just to get through that. And I shouldn't have to be doing that because that was a lot. And I also apologize for my gravelly voice. There's so much mucus building up in the back of my throat. All thanks to probably some fucking aunt or relative that made me sick. (sighs) But... Overall, like, that school week went 
pretty good, but <laughs> there was like a really big incident after um like a fun day on Friday with one of my kids if not like my group of kids we went out bowling at this place that actually was like very phenomenal for like pizza and um, bowling I was really surprised it was like a fire brick oven pizza joint inside of like a bowling which i'm not used to you're used to like the really shitty like cheesy microwave kind of like pizza under the lamp this place was like the real deal like they had like people moving around throwing dough sauces being like carefully just like ladled on it, it looked really impressive but while doing this and eating the pizza and trying to calm down with a lot of hungry kids giving you shit um i remember like one of my kids who's really rambunctious really rambunctious and like wild he kind of looked bothered when he came up to me along with another kid who usually gives me some shit both of them like like, came up to me, like, wanting to talk to me about something serious, and I wasn't expecting it. Because <laughs> usually they're the two that get told on all the time. And they told me, like, one of their other classmates said something, like, so, like, so fucked up. I can't really say the sub subject matter. I don't think just because it doesn't seem appropriate to like even address it onto the podcast itself. But to say the least, I was like really ashamed of the girl I like I had to talk to and like what they said to this boy and like both of the other boys that I have. Um I'll do just because um, of some back and forth between them and, like, this other person, you know. And I went up to my boss, and she said the same thing. They actually came up to her first and addressed it, so it meant it was serious and very bothersome, even through the most... Um, It was really troublesome for the kid that usually causes a lot of, like, chaos during the class if they're not having a good day. So I told the the main boy that, like, came up and talked to me that I understand, like, where they're coming from and, like, I will address this, but this isn't, the, the like, the time or place to, like, really be saying this subject matter out in public so I will have this conversation when we get back into um the school and it seemed like they were okay with hearing that just because they didn't even know how to process like what this kid just said to them so we take the train back we head back to the program and I just have them settle in for, like, two, three minutes, just, like, putting their coats and, like, other stuff away, just, like, extra stuff. And I make sure, like, all the other classes get settled in so they're not distracted. And thankfully, I only had three kids, so I just brought all three of them into the room with my boss, my other, like, manager... And even the director, like, I think, wanted just to come by and see how they were doing. 
and she must have saw that like the whole group was in there so i think she just had a curiosity as of why like all this was happening and yeah she got to give some insight and input on the matter but i i can definitely say like everyone like including my managers and my bot like the director were just as disappointed as me um about my youth's behavior and how she approached the situation um and i was really ashamed that this this child said something so bad that i couldn't even process like why they would say such a thing and thankfully she got that across that like she shouldn't be saying this kind of stuff and all of like our eyes were on her the whole time and I still gave um, a fair amount of talking points to both parties where I mainly focused on the girl who said like the most outrageous comment but also gave her grace with other things that I knew she would get startled or riled up by by the other boys that must have caused some of this but it doesn't change the fact of what they the the girl said and after I said my piece about the situation along with everyone else involved um the girl like had the the floor to apologize and it took a bit for her to do and she finally did it but um the kid didn't really accept it nor denied it i just knew it was like so much for him to process just as like a 10 year old to like hear what has just been said um by this girl and she didn't even know like the true meaning of it besides one of the kids actually explaining it to her in a fair definition so um i was impressed that he was able to actually say a good and fair definition of like what was being said but i felt bad for the kids that day it was just a lot and um i even even needed like an hour to process like that 15 minute conversation because it just felt draining to me and everyone that was involved and finally after that conversation was over we i brought my kids back to the room i said i wanted quiet i don't want loud shit going on i want it just to be peaceful we're not doing the project right now i just need us to like focus on um getting some relaxation and peace into the room so we grabbed like a few games the The girl, I think, was just so much in shock of, like, all eyes on her and her being ashamed of what she said. She kind of just took a nap and colored. She, like, put herself in a corner to make people not bothered by her um, go away and put some chairs around, some, like, mats and pillows and bean bags and just, like, relax there for a bit while one of my kids drew some stuff and then I played memory with the the kid affected the most by it who didn't know what to say to the apology 
Um, and I realized he likes memory a lot like I do. Um, so we did that for like an hour and a half before the girl started like getting comfortable again and all of them were starting to like talk to each other a little more. And eventually it got like so relaxed and peaceful that we played sorry all together and um we were able to just like have some fun doing that and I wanted to take a picture of like all three of them actually doing something peaceful together after having like one of the most serious conversations I've had with any child or with any job I've ever had. So um, that was very real for me as an educator and as a person to like see a child bring something so adult and mature into a conversation out in public. Because these kids are, like, going through so much shit with, um, at home or, like, what they're hearing and shit. So, I'm just glad I said my piece and was able to, like, guide them through those conversations in a calm manner. But still addressing how wrong of what was said. Um... I'm proud of myself for that. And overall, like, the week has been okay. Besides, mm -hmm. the, like, just, like, working the long hours of like the summer schedule of my job. And then I made it up to my client today by um, really getting real with him and trying to like push that motivation out of him because I need to be more firm with where we need to be at um, goal-wise for him because he's starting to like really push back against like trying new things even though he's he says he's open to it he he really is like having a hard time like getting those goals on paper done so I told him um after like helping him tune his like new banjo for Christmas and um, along with other things, like, we, we need to get some goals set, um, for the passion projects he has in mind, because he wants to get a full animation done, but he's having a hard time even just, like, trying to draw, uh, a regular, like, one 8 by 11 drawing, or, like, draw in his sketchbook, so I need him to, like, really, like, fucking get his shit together and um, at least get, like, a, a black and white drawing with a stencil and um, inked up before we can even, like, color and shade and do, like, heavy animation styles. Um, because he has, like, a lot of cool ideas. He just doesn't know how to, like, approach it with the right guidance and motivation he needs. And I can help him with that, but he also needs to, like, put the responsibility into himself by trying to do what is asked of him. Which I know, like I explained to him, like, will not be there all the time. Like, I can, I see him, like, every two weeks. So I know the, the motivation isn't always going to hit every time I meet with him for these sessions. Um, but I was able to ask a lot of good questions on, on the fly that I didn't know I was going to do today because it didn't seem like he was going to draw at all. He didn't have his sketchbook out or anything like that. He was like more focused on the music aspect of trying to tune this fucking banjo. But I told him like, 
I was trying to shorten the conversation by saying, like, the the strings are nylon, like, um, I can help you out with this, but there's a lot of things that you're going to need to do and research before you actually get to, like, playing it. Because the fucking banjo had, like, um, weird fret, a weird fretboard, and the, the strings were off, and I'm not familiar with a banjo, I'm more familiar with guitars and basses and, like, pianos. So I can get a better idea of, like, where you need to be at. Even with the very little playing knowledge I have, I still know how to, like, tune and, like, do the tech aspects of it. Um, so I was helping with that, but I needed to short the, shorten the conversation because he's trying to, like, bullshit and, like, just throw random convos to, like, avoid doing... Um, the projects that I'm asking him to do so I need to prompt him and like really get his ass in gear to just do like a simple thing before we talk about these big projects in mind because he wants to do social clubs um that he might deem helpful and then he's trying to um have curiosity and explore um the internet, but I want him to be able to go to museums and uh, ingest, like, these curated, like, galleries, because, like, the experience of seeing art in person is cooler than seeing digitally, but he's more about, like, the convenience and the indulgence of art in his own way, but I didn't want to give him pushback, just yet i just wanted to get understanding of like how he ingests are and how he gets inspiration so i just took notes down and tried to see like how i can get an angle and um hit him with an idea that like could motivate him to go see you know um i also figured out that he might like doing concept art or being an animator just because of all the stuff he's been talking about but I, like I said, I, I still need um, a lot of shit from him to do before he actually, like, tries to go on a career path. And I also need to figure out, like, what small jobs can I have him do just to, like, get him outside and get a social life um, and provide him some money. Because, like, I, even with them not defining the age of him I, I i clearly see that he's over my age he's at least in his 30s but they're like denying it which i i honestly don't care for like if he's that age i just don't get why like they're lying like or like withholding the information like it just doesn't make sense to me but um i don't know I just want to be able to, like, just help this dude out. Um, but if he's in his 30s and, like, he's, like, living with his parents and also just not being able to, um, like, just find that motivation, it's going to be hard for me. Like, especially, like, when I actually get this stuff on the table for him to do and he's still choosing, like not to do it there's only so much i can say about it you know and i'm gonna probably like stop services with him if like if we're going if we're I, if i'm actually putting all the effort that's needed to like try and have him do it and gently pushing him and even with firm like he's still not doing it like i don't think this is gonna work and i have to say that because like even when i had a really really unmotivated client when i worked in my other job as a case manager like he, there was a a kid that i had and he was just like motivated by nothing like he ha he would rather not even watch tv he didn't read a book he would just literally sit in his bed and eat like a mr beast burger for his, his allowance from his mother that already is on like food stamps and um, affordable housing and like Section 8 shit. And 
just literally do nothing. Like, he'll draw sometimes, but not even, like, into the degree where he would say he's an artist. He just, like, did nothing. And he, he wanted to talk about my cat all the time on, a like, a Zoom call. And I would try to prompt him to do stuff and, like, just gently just try to get him to do fucking anything. And he said, no, like, no. Or, like, we're trying to switch the topic back to my cat. And, like, it got so annoying. I'm like, I'm not showing, like, my cat all the time. Like, I want you to put some effort into these conversations or something. Like, this is fucking ridiculous, but And then, like, he wouldn't contact me. He wouldn't... The the mom was was an asshole, and even the dad was like in and out of this dude's life, and it was too much for me. I, I contacted my boss, and they said like I didn't have to work with them anymore because they were out of like um, our needs and services of like what we can help them with, and they were abusing it, especially the mom, like using uh, my old job as a, like. Um, a way of crutching, even though they, like, weren't properly using the funding for their child, so I don't, I, I don't have to worry about them anymore, but it just, it reminds me of that, but in a smaller degree, because at least with this client that I have currently in my private practice, he actually is motivated to talk to me and he's very social about learning art and trying to get an understanding of like how my mind works and how I help him approach it so I think that's exciting and he's very comfortable with me now um compared to like the first couple of weeks of me getting to know him he's very social and understanding of like who I am as a person and as a mentor, like, I want him to feel like I'm his friend, because I am, um, but still having a professional boundary of, um, social life, because sometimes my client will give, like, heavy paragraphs worth of text about, um, a piece he thought of, or, like, his own passion projects, but it, it feels overwhelming to read it when I'm, like, trying to relax on the weekends, so, I'll shoot a text there and there and um, just say, like, oh, like, this is cool. Like, I, I like what I, I see here, and then I'll react to it. And, but I, I didn't want to go so in-depth with it just because it's a lot easier for me to have these conversations in person. And now my fucking cats are beating the shit out of each other running around. If you can hear it with all the scratching on the stairs and shit, but... I'm losing my train of thought. So the next topic. Um, New Year's Eve was okay. Um, I just went back to my family's place. After like all the work stuff that I did today. Um, so I went to like my, my aunt's place, my nana's place, the same place I did for Christmas. And caught up with some family that were there before and saw them. Um, they were playing board games and talking and having, like, a few drinks. I had a few. Um, after getting, like, a few, like, a lift ride over there. Um, there was even, like, a funny moment where, like, my um, lift driver... Um, I was talking about, like, what fast food fucking place I should go and get. And I, I thought she said fast root because she had, she was Hispanic or, like, Latin. And she had, like, an accent, so I thought she said root instead of food or fast food. And I actually wanted to like speak in spanish too just because like she can go in and out of english but i didn't feel like doing that because i didn't want to sound like an asshole and like not fully be fluent enough to like have that conversation with her so i just kind of like kept it english <laughs> um and just like helped her out with like what fast food place was close by but anyways um I see my family, we 
we do board games. I'm like eating leftover um, food for my mom and like my family, eating cookies and gelato. And like, I'm trying just to embrace the moment because I'm thinking about in the future, like if I'm like 30, 40, 50, I'm not going to have these moments with like my aunts again. I'm probably going to have to make those moments with either my nephews or um my my own kids one day with like a family if i choose to make that you know which i probably will um and i I just want to be able to like hear and feel these moments and see these people every year so i don't have to like forget you know, because I was seeing pictures like my grandfather. Like, I'm I'm never going to see him again. I had my moments with him. I had my peace. I got extra time from him. A lecture like four years. And now I can't see him anymore, ever again. And it's like, it's like seeing a period after like a long paragraph. And then... Um, the rest of the book is empty. Like, that's how I feel like loss feels. It's like, it feels like a book that has every amazing moment in someone's life within, like, a chapter. And then the rest of the book is blank after that last period. That's That's kind of how it feels to have a loss. And then my way of thinking about it is like after that period everything that you thought about this person can fit on those blank pages you can draw and imagine and create all of those moments in your head and make it beautiful as possible and then make it as real as possible not cruel and out of anger but just like honest about how they were as a person and how they were treating you as a person. Because even with my grandfather, when he died, like, in March on, like, St. Patrick's Day of 2021, um, it was like luck. (laughs) no pun intended like my grandfather had irish heritage like me and all that stuff because that's how dna works like i felt like that couldn't be any better day than hit like that like he always celebrated and looked after like seeing where our heritage was from and had documents from all the way to like early boston to like 1911 um of our family and our ancestors that were from Ireland. So I think it's really cool that he was able to share that moment with his family and had his final moments on, like, a lucky day as, like, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, But I, I also make it real in my head because as loving as my grandfather was and how amazing he was as a grandpa and like doing all those things for me and paying off college and providing that experience, even seeing like being able to experience art and meet a social group and new friends and new styles and new opportunities and new love. Like I, I wouldn't have made been able to see or meet like my most recent ex that I love so much because of him and like college, you know. I, I I do have to thank him a lot along with my family. But at the same time I have to be honest where when I hear my mom not even my mom, but like my nana and a lot of my aunts like passively saying, um, jokingly sometimes, like how aggressive like my grandfather could be with his anger like it um I can definitely think about how my mom 
may have felt during those times and why she is the way she is. Where, like, I I remember my Nana describing, like, my grandfather, like, throwing shoes and, like, getting pissed and slamming fucking cupboards and... Um, stomping on, like, my aunt's feet or, like, even my mom's feet if, like, they didn't have, like, sh- some kind of socks on in the house and, like, they would just joke about it and... It always reminds me of, like, people who, like, try to help, like, counselors who try to help, like, people who are traumatized. Um, It always starts off with, like, a light joke just to ease the pain, but then it just becomes this coping mechanism to, like, not feel it or numb the feeling of, like, what's actually going on. Um... But I, I'm glad that he was still able to try his best for his grandchildren. I just wish he was able to, like, apologize for um, the stuff he did with, like, my mom and, like, my aunts and stuff. And even my grandmother. Because I know he could be rude. Even if he was trying to be in a joking way, like, I felt like I could have stepped up and called him out on, like, a few things, you know? Rather than just saying, oh, that's his era. Um, But I'm at least proud of myself for spending time with him as much as I can because that's what I'm doing now with, like, my Nana because I'm just, like, I'm always really worried about how... I spend my time with people. And I've already brought this kind of, like, point up before in a previous podcast. I don't know when, but, like, there was a dude that said you should think about time in a way that's different than just, like, seeing um, just, like, the years. And um, I, I forget exactly how they explained it, but he he made you think about like how many days do you have with this person not years like based on how much you meet with them so like if you see like this person a month and then you go into like how old this person is like if you see them like once a month you'll probably see them like maybe i don't know like a couple times a year at least like once like 12 times per year And then you have to think about it. So if, like, if you see your grandmother, like, once, twice a month, if not, if you don't, if you miss them at all, you'll miss out on life in a different way. Especially, like, even if, like, a call, you don't call them at all. Like, I I have an issue of, like, I only usually contact these people if I'm like at a family event it's not like I'm calling them all the time unless it's like my main aunt or like my godmother who's very consistent with my life and like tries to like keep me on the right path more of a motherly figure than my own mother at times um so I'm I'm trying to rethink about how I spend my time with people I really care about Um, but I'm also doing things that may be, that are probably questionable, where, um, I have my girlfriend, but I started talking to my ex again, um, so that's that. And I like being able to, like, talk to my ex. Um, Just with the perks of that. It doesn't mean it's right. But I do like the feeling of it. Um, And I'm not condoning my actions, but it's... 
it's enjoy it's enjoyable to say at least to have like two people that care about you in some way. I feel like that's like the most I can really say out of that without me kind of like getting too personal. You know? So I'll just leave it at that. But overall, the my relationship with my girlfriend is good. Um, the only thing is that, like, I kind of got um, defensive hearing um, one of, like, my girlfriend's friends on the phone who was, like, talking about, like, having a huge roster of guys and going back and forth and, like, being really reckless and, like, more reckless than, like, even, like, a guy would be or any person would be, and it kind of just, like, I don't know, like, it just made me, like, weird, and I didn't like the way they talked. They sounded very chaotic as a person, and it reminded me of a lot of people um, that I went through college with and even high school, and, like, I just didn't want that energy, and my, my girlfriend just, like, kept me on the phone, and... I think the the more mature decision that I could have made is just like, hey, could I like, um, could you could we like just talk another time? But like, I I couldn't even like voice that because I was like frustrated with how this girl was just like talking about, um, people, even like just nice people. She's like, oh, but he's a nice guy, and then switching it to like a dude that's like shitty to her and then because that dude is shitty to her she's going in on like a war path of like pettiness and then she takes it out on like two other guys and then there's a, a, another dude who's an asshole that she actually gets on but now she's like distraught that this is working out oh this isn't working out and it's a back and forth of like guys adding and unadding and she's annoyed by that and then she goes to meet another person, but they, she says it's too fucking boring because he's respectful. Like, I, I I don't, like, hearing that, I'm like, oh, my God, like, what does this person even want in life? You know? It, like, drove me fucking crazy just hearing it. Like, it just, it's too reckless. <laughs> Excuse me. I think my one of my aunts just gave me like a fucking cough. And full of mucus because they don't know how to fucking cover their mouth when they sneeze. Ugh. But yeah, and me being high didn't I don't think help with like how I felt. I think it just made me more frank about how I felt and me being honest doesn't mean I'm right either I feel like people have to remember that is that like even when you're honest about something that you feel in a situation or about a person your honesty doesn't mean it's right it's just how you feel about the situation you know and I felt like her friend was just being annoying and like honestly just being a sucky person but that doesn't mean it's right for me to say that to somebody, you know? It's just how I felt. Um, so she did, like, my girlfriend did push back on it. And she said, like, oh, you're, like, I understand, like, what you're saying. But, like, they're young. It, like, they are making reckless decisions. Like, that's, under like, understandable from their perspective. But I don't want you to, like, talk about my friends that way. Because I feel like you should be able to open have more of an open mind because you, you only know so much you've only gotten tidbits of it and I, I said like okay like I understand that but like four or five years down the road like you 
probably don't want to be around this specific person. And I, I think I was trying to specify that with her. Is that like, I think she was saying like my friends in general. But when I said in the text, like I, I was only specifying like this particular person. Like I wouldn't want her to be around a person like that. Everyone else, like when I met in person in Boston when she's in college, um, has been pretty chill and nice and then even the people on like at back home that she's talking to like her old friends that she grew up with the two to three people that i heard and met on the phone like seem okay i'm not like sure how to interact with them but they they seemed more understandable than the person i heard on this phone like the the this particular girl this person that i heard on the phone was fucking like just i don't click at all with how they're going about their circumstances relationship wise maybe if they talked about something else in general maybe it was the wrong conversation i walked into that i didn't have a choice into walking into it's just like it's what was said on the phone because they were catching up. Um, maybe I would have thought about something. But like hearing that conversation and how they talked about it was not a great first impression for me to hear from them. And I didn't even get to see their face or like what their name was. I just like, I didn't like even like, honestly, sometimes their voice because it was very annoying to hear. And then... I don't, I don't know why, like, my girlfriend didn't get, like, a cue of being, like, oh, maybe I should, like, hang up the phone because, like, I was making faces and maybe, but that's also toxic on my end where I'm, like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just, like, expecting her to know how I feel. And that's how, in other relationships, like, it didn't work out for me because I didn't know how um, certain people were feeling or, like, my girlfriend was feeling at the time, like, with the other relationships, but... I digress. It's, I have to just like keep it open ended and try my best to like keep an open mind to like who these people are and how they shaped my girlfriend, you know, as a person. Hopefully for the better because my girlfriend has a hard time voicing herself sometimes, but she was clear with me about how she felt me talking about her friends but apologies i'm about to fucking like blow my nose out oh disgusting i fucking hate mucus and just sneezing and coughing especially oh my god coughing and sneezing i fucking hate yes so miserable like the just the the boogers and like the fucking like just drool and shit and the sleep that's the worst part is like when you're trying to fucking sleep after a whole bunch of like sick bullshit and now the worst part of your night is trying to just go to bed and mucus is trying to drown you and kill you and your body's like, no, this is not going to happen. This feels like shit. This might hurt us or kill us, but it's overreacting, so you can't sleep. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that likes sleeping pills. Ugh, I just... I'm fine with vaccines. I'm fine with other stuff, but, like, sleeping pills give me anxiety. And, like, I always think I'm going to have, like, a heart attack or die in my sleep if I'm taking a sleep pill i've had like tylenol and like other stuff that like just helps me get sleepy but they're not sleeping pills um but i don't know it's just that's why i usually just like take a gummy and go to bed because at least i know i'm gonna go to bed and be fine um it's just weed you know (laughs) there's nothing more really to it um I'm I'm trying to think of like other things that are on my mind currently. Um It's not really anything off the top of my head. 
I just remember like last Friday, like there was a um what was it? Fuck, like I I rescheduled like um or no, like two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, two weeks ago. Was it? I don't know. I think I was just like about to talk about like my therapy session either last Friday or two weeks ago and like how um, progress has been made with myself and I'm excited to talk about like what my goals are for this coming year for my relationship and um, how I'm going to go about achieving such goals on my journey through life, um, whether creatively, personally, or other stuff. Like, I want to go over that with, like, my therapist and see, like, how we can approach this in a manner that's healthy and um, not me overworking myself or overthinking things and... um seeing what I can do if like I have anxiety medication like I I booked a, a physical with uh, a nurse practitioner that works from like my doctor and hopefully like she can help me get some ideas on like how anxiety medication would work for me or um, other things that I have to like go and check up on with like vaccine vaccinations and like um std checks just because i've had um i I don't have any symptoms of anything for like sexual disease and stuff like that but it's always safe to say just check because i'm in a new relationship in the last couple of times um i was either having sex with my ex or having sex with like another partner that i was having over the summer um, so I, I just need to keep in mind that I'm being okay and being safe and practicing stuff like that, you know, and <sighs> I am looking forward to the new year. I don't know what to expect, like any new year, but. I'm hoping that the new car can come in. I got to write a check for that. Like, my dad told me that he can get that shit covered. I just have to, like, write it out to him. I have to go find maybe the checkbook today and see, like, what I can write. Um, and then I got to get um, the laptop covered. But the car has got to go first because that's the most expensive. And then the laptop can come next. I got to get the sweatshirts going really soon and see if I can, like, just get the shipments out um, and get the shit live. Um, I got to get a scale. I might have to express that scale or use my mom's scale. Measure out the, like, the packages itself and the sweatshirts and see what we can do for a live... Um, selling shit and get vendors going and a few other things you know it's exciting and then maybe get rid of the t-shirts stickers all the other fucking extra shit business cards um other than that i got a whole bunch of supplies for my car i got my a frame for my diploma which is like really exciting to see it's proud i'm very proud that like it looks good and um it's more rewarding than just having Macho Man Randy Savage toy cover it all for all that hard work that I busted my ass doing. So it feels good to see that along with other things that I got a new belt and like just I got AirPods for like 30 bucks with like cash back. So um, with the case included for like really dirt cheap. So that's pretty much like my week. I'm hoping to read a little more. 
I'm hoping to go to shows and concerts more and hopefully to have fun. So I miss you guys. I hope you're doing well and miss you, Chief. Thinking of you. Have a good night, guys.